The other thing which is really critical is being able to see how a leader communicates in writing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got, you're going to be communicating with your boss maybe or your board and disseminate throughout your organization. So you have to have great communication skills written. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on leadership, management, and coaching. When we think of leadership, management, and coaching, we often think of doing all of the things, but often it's the person that's able to build up their team, that's able to cultivate a creative and innovative culture so that people can excel and actually be their own leaders. So that's why this month we're focusing on those three big topics because they make a huge impact on the organizations that we're part of. Now, you'll hear some of those topics this month, and of course, some really great perspectives on how people are even defining leadership, which I think is extremely exciting. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Deborah Young of Sheer Velocity LLC. Deb, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Gress. I'm excited to be here. I love your podcasts. Yes. See, you already got my day started off really, really well by saying that. So uh, before we jumped in and hear about all the goodness that I'm doing, I wanted to read a little bit more about Deb because she's doing so many awesome things. And Deb Young is a co-founder and managing partner of Sheer Velocity LLC, a global retained executive search firm with headquarters in Denver, Colorado. Deb started Sheer Velocity in 2012 and has grown the business into a global organization with offices across the country and reach in 40 countries around the world through INAC Global Executive Search. Share Velocity is hired by organizations to find them very specific executive leadership talent. And through Share Velocity's proprietary search process, they have solidified themselves as the thought leader in the executive recruitment space. Deb, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. I am. Awesome. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your, your CEO story? We'll let you get started. Sure, sure. So I fell into recruiting. Most people fall into recruiting. It's not something that you just, there's no four-year degree in recruiting. So anyway, I, in a former life, I was a flautist. I was a symphony musician and life took a turn on me and I wasn't able to do that anymore. So I had to reinvent myself, so to speak. So I got recruited by a single gentleman who wanted to start an executive search firm. This was almost 20 years ago. And he wanted to open it in Denver. So here comes me. He found me on Indeed or something, right? Or Career Builders. And anyway, we met and I asked him, I said, so what is it that I need to do? And he told me and I said, I can do that. Come to find out, 
I had zero relationships in corporate America. Zero, none. Because I was a, a musician, right? right? We weren't out in corporate America. Right. So I had to do a lot of cold calling and a lot of pounding on doors. And I was actually quite successful at it. I built that office to the point where I became a partner with this gentleman and we started to open other offices around the country. Awesome. Four years into it, though, I got recruited to a top five firm, which was really exciting. And I thought, this is, you know, great for my career. So I joined a top five firm and I was there about three years. I found out that it really wasn't for me um, from the big company perspective. But what I did learn was the methodologies of how to sell search from a big firm and a boutique firm. So about three years into it, um, my business partner who I met at the big firm, he and I started Share Velocity in 2012 and started our own business. So we've been around, like I said, eight years now and have grown to have offices in Chicago, St. Louis, Denver, Seattle, and then through our global partners in Knock Global Executive Search. We are, they're the very first consortium of boutique executive search firms around the world. Mm-hmm. the first ones to have come up with that business model so they somehow found us and they did not have a u.s partner at the time so long story short we ended up joining the firm and what's really cool about it is we have partners in 40 countries around the world boutique firms in each country that we refer and exchange business with but i don't have to oversee those international offices which is really nice I absolutely love that. And I don't know, do you find that, um, this is like a random question, but do you find like you being a flutist before, has that helped you in a lot of the work that you're doing now? Yes, it actually has because I, I was a performer mm-hmm. and I can get up in front of a, a room, hundreds of people and perform from memory, big concertos and all that kind of stuff. And so getting up in front of a client, potential client, and trying to sell your business, you have to be able to have the outward personality, the ability to to connect um, across the table, so to speak, or across an audience. Yeah, I absolutely love that. As you said, if you're performing, you also have to have that awareness of what's going on while you're still, you know, staying true to those things that you practice and been able to do. So I love to hear how that's transitioned over. Sure. I loved performing. It was my, I loved it. Yeah, I bet so. I bet so. And so I know we touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about sheer velocity. So can you take us through exactly like what you're doing for your clients and how exactly that process works? Sure. We, we actually have designed a very, our proprietary search process, which has been our secret sauce, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's about looking at candidates from a 360 degree perspective while having listened to our clients' needs, wants, pains, right? We have to find out from them what exactly is it that they're looking for? What does that individual look like? What kind of DNA does that person have that they believe is going to help them, uh, again, grow and at the end of the day, drive the bottom line of their organization? So our job is to go out and find these individuals. So we created this process that looks at candidates from 360-degree perspective. We vet upfront very heavily technical skill set of course up front because if they don't have the technical fit then there then there's no sense in starting but we have our own proprietary cultural alignment that we created 
that really gets at things that are important from a cultural perspective at the leadership level, like teamwork, innovation, empathy, competitiveness, decision-making, financial execution, management style, those kinds of things is what our alignment gets at. So we have candidates complete that and the client complete that at the same time. And so we have a baseline of the client compared to the candidate and we can see degrees of separation in responses because what's the next biggest buzzword to Starbucks right now? It's cultural fit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So my mentor early on that I talked about taught me technical fit here, cultural and personality leadership here, whereas everybody else has had it reversed all these years. So now culture is coming to the top. So that's part of our process. It's unique to us. And then we also do a written questionnaire on the top four must-haves that are non-negotiable to our client from a technical perspective. So we can um, see really, truly, um, sometimes opportunities or actually opportunities, skills that don't come through on a resume as much as they come through when you ask a behavioral interview question around a certain topic of skill set. Tell us the time and place when you did X, Y, Z. What were your challenges? What was the outcome? How did you achieve your results? And so we ask a behavioral interviewing question on all four of the top must-haves from our client. But what's, what's nice is you can either see if someone has their experience because it comes shining through, maybe not on a resume, but you look at the response and you're like, oh my goodness, they have what we're looking for or they don't. Mm -hmm. The other thing which is really critical is being able to see how a leader communicates in writing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got, you're going to be communicating with your boss maybe or your board and disseminate throughout your organization. So you have to have great communication skills, written. So we do that and then obviously we do our uh, very unique behavioral interviewing questions. We're good at really creating good questions and they're not cookie cutter questions. They're unique to each and every search because each and every search has a life of its own and has its own needs and wants and whatnot. So, so we do the behavioral interviewing and then when we get to our top, three, four candidates, um, we put them through the Hogan assessment and I'm certified in Hogan. So I've been doing Hogan, oh gosh, for a long time. I'm certified in, in its administration and its interpretation. So you have to go to Hogan school in order to get that. But basically it's an assessment on personality at the leadership level and it gets at the seven characteristics of occupational success. 11 derailers or our dark side. We all have a dark side, right? More so than other like others. Um, colorful, uh, dutiful, bold, um, mischievous, excitable. So some of us derail quicker than others and under stress. So this is what this is all about. And then the third is uh, motives and values and preferences inventory. And it gets at what environment aesthetically, aesthetically motivates you. Is it recognition, power, altruism, hedonism? So when you look at this person's assessment, you get a full read across the board of their personality leadership skills. And the beauty of that whole thing is, is it's designed to be used at the very end of a search process when you're getting to your final candidates. And we pro provide behavioral interviewing questions that were red flags in that person's Hogan assessment to be probed in a final interview for the hiring manager to help them make a better final hiring decision. 
What's great about the process is when someone walks through the door on their first day of the job as a new leader because they just got hired, they've been through this process and they know they should be set up for success, mm -hmm. right? They, all the I's were dotted, all the T's were crossed and the client should know that they should be set up for success. And then it's, it's a very robust process We've had clients that have picked and choose what they want, what they don't want. But I believe, I really believe strongly that if you have a good process, the end results cannot help but not most likely be really, really good. I appreciate you for, for sharing that. And, and of course, the secret sauce. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I first, as, as far as business grows and success starts happening with your business, you need to remind yourself to really stay open and humble, I believe. So going from being a young and really hungry entrepreneur to this industry superstar, so now what? Now what happens? How do you keep that fire lit to continually be challenged? And I think it's always having a growth mindset and as an owner, keeping your people engaged because the more higher engagement, I did a lot of studies on engagement, and the more your people are healthy, like in our firm, our belief is we, our job is to set our people up for success, right? Mm -hmm. And if everybody felt that way, things, good things are always going to happen. If your people are engaged, they're set up for success, they're whole financially, mentally, health, physical, and you look at that whole mindset Anything you can do to, to help that, I think, will really help your businesses continue to grow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be like a word of wisdom or piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what might you tell your younger business self? I think life and business is all about relationships, and that's what I have learned. Relationships, we're in the relationship business. Everyone is in relationships, right? And if we can help each other out, be a net giver. We, talk, we all talk about going to networking events and meeting new people. The key, I believe, is to not always be looking what's in it for you, but how, but rather how can you help someone else? Awesome. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Deb, what does being a CEO mean to you? So being a CEO to, to me allows me to be mean live out my passion that's very dear to me and watching your grow is something meaningful that changes lives for the better because what we do really can be so impactful to say a, a family that really could use a little bit more money and a, a husband or wife needs a better opportunity they need to be in a different kind of role or in a different geography Awesome, awesome, awesome. Deb, truly appreciate that perspective and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And then of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things your team is working on. We do have a book out. It's called Before Onboarding. It's written by our colleague, Michael Burroughs. He's now a retired executive recruiter. He was with our firm for many years and um, he's doing executive coaching now, but we still use this process. One way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn under Deborah J. Young at LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, Share Velocity's uh, website is www. 
sheervelocity.com. That's S-H-E-E-R, velocity.com. Or you can reach me at 303-990-1518. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Deborah. We will definitely have those links and information in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. And I think that book and so many things that you guys are doing are um, definitely helping so many organizations do that. So truly appreciate that reminder and I appreciate your time even more. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.